the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Aw, just sneak in. Not me. I ain't going to church. No Sunday school today. Good morning. Welcome back to the Removing Confusion podcast. This is Tom Richardson. It's May the 20th, 2022. A lot of stuff has happened in the past week. And I apologize if you look forward to hearing from me. I hope you did. Uh, And I haven't been around for a bit. It's gardening season here in Ohio. So that means two things, back-breaking work, which is good for you. And I had a bout with my uh, allergies of some sort that I've, I've never had such a hit before, but it, it really, I, had, I spent one whole day in bed. So anyway, <clears throat> that's not here to hear about my issues, problems, and woes here to share the woes of the world with you. But first of all, let us not forget our very good corporate sponsor, Step on Socks. Step on Socks. They have some of the most fantastic socks in the world. Very comical, very colorful, and just downright cool. So if you get a chance, go over there to... Steponsocks.com backslash or four slash one of those slashes removing confusion and we'll get a little tick for that. Make them let them know where you heard about step on socks from. And uh we're we're proud of that. Uh not you know, not in that unbiblical way, but that you know, they gave us a shot to uh spot to, to uh sponsor our show and you know, that's kinda cool. Anyway, today I got a lot of things to cover. Uh, My voice will fade in and out on me every once in a while, but I got some other folks to do some talking for me. Uh, I got to tell you, though, just today uh, I I found and heard, and uh, I got to say that Tucker Carlson, as far as I'm concerned, broke it, but uh, the World Health Organization with the Biden administration, the absolute worst, the absolute worst American government institution, and I'm sorry, administration ever. These people have sold you out. 
you know, all these idiots that ran around before the, before the election saying, we need an empathetic president. Like I've said before, you can take away the EM. He's just pathetic. He always has been, you know, uh, ding-dongs who look at this guy and say, this is what we need. Get rid of the orange man. Get rid of the Cheeto guy. Get rid of the, the bad tweets and the mean stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you something. And uh, me and my buddy Mike communicate daily, just about. And, uh, you know, we agree on a lot of things and almost everything, I'd have to say. And uh, he's kind of like my unofficial news source and uh, the guy that supplies me with a lot of, of information that slips past me. But, uh, you know, I told him, I says, look, you know, to say this, you get painted as a anti-American, a communist or whatever, but I would say it right up. You know, I liked what Trump did, some of it. I didn't always agree with the personality behind a lot of stuff because he's a narcissist. He loves to blow his own horn. Look what I did. I got, did this. I did that. He bragged about those stupid shots that have killed uh, upwards of 20,000 people so far. I wouldn't brag about that. I'd let, I'd let, I'd let old slow Joe go ahead and take all the credit for the vaccines because he likes to do him and him and Cammy love to just, you know, brag about the vaccines, how they, you know, they weren't going to take them under Trump. They wouldn't know uh-uh, if Trump did it. I, I don't trust it. But as soon as they got in office and those things got rolled out on a massive scale, it was like, look at me, I'm getting my shot. I don't believe they got the real shot. I, or, I don't know. I can't say for certain, but uh, there's a lot of speculation out there about how many percentages of people actually did get the coronavirus. I mean, if you got the shot and you got sick right after you got it, you got the real thing, and you need to be aware of the cancer-causing agents that they have shot into your body. The heart attacking agents that were shot into your body, the blood clotting agent. They've come out and admitted the J&J shot was full of blood clotting agents. So what do you do now? You got to go on, uh, uh, what's that stuff? Warfarin or Plavix or something like that for the rest of your life because you were afraid of a flu virus that had a less than 1% lethality. Hey, I know many people who received their three doses or their two doses and still tested positive with COVID and got sick. I've taken none. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'll go to the guillotine saying I didn't do it. Now, People I've heard ask, you know, on the biblical side of it, have tried to equate the uh, coronavirus inoculations with the mark of the beast that is spoken of in Revelation 13. Uh, I only think that they, these things are incrementally building. 
you know, I'm way off of any notes that I made for today, but they're incrementally building to the point where, you know, this isn't it, but it will come in the same manner, I believe, because people are going to be afraid or, you know, their lives are in jeopardy. Jesus said, you know, he who loses his life for my sake will find life and he who saves his life won't. Uh, I, I paraphrase that terribly, but you get the idea. We aren't supposed to worry and be afraid of everything that creeps and crawls. Now, snakes and spiders, if you're afraid of them, that, you know, that's okay. But, you know, this, everything else, the government and what they can do to you and what they will do to you as soon as they get a chance. And my friends, they have the chance now. Turning over power to the World Health Organization, where they have total control over your medical everything. That is not the world that we want to live in. The guy who runs the thing is Tedros Andropoulos or whatever his name is. He's Ethiopian. Uh, he has a doctor in front of his name, but he's not a medical doctor. He's like Dr. Jill Biden. Oh, she's a doctor. No, she's a freaking teacher and probably not a good one. Uh, her thesis was full of bad punctuation and misspelled words and words used out of context. So that shows you that, uh, you know, Dr. Jill Biden is about as smart as dummy Joe Biden. Although at this point, she's probably got an edge because she's the one that leads him around by the hand. Come with me, Joe. I'm being mean today. I, it must be Friday. But anyway, or some people would say, no, you're, you're being mean. It's a day that ends in Y. Uh, anyway, let's go on and, and discuss this thing. It is not getting better, folks. What, and you know, how, did these, how do these things happen? As my wife and I were watching the uh, Tucker Carlson show, and he was discussing it. He even said, you know, this this thing happened under his nose. He didn't know it happened. And it's because these things aren't reported on like they should be. You know, they cover up so much stuff, and they leave so many things out because they're carrying water for the, the Chinese Communist Party. Um. And the, and the Chinese play the long game. We've, I think we talked about that, or at least we should have. The, uh, the idea here, though, is they put us so that everybody's focused on the war in Ukraine, which is a war in which we are in that war. We just, we didn't. But the people that we uh, unfortunately chose to go to Washington and represent us, all except for 11 senators, and Ted Cruz was not amongst them, and uh, neither one of the Ohio uh, uh, senators was amongst them, voted to send $44 billion, billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, dollars to the Ukraine war effort. 
Now, we don't do this in hiding. We don't do it in quiet. We don't do it where nobody can see it. So when the Russians turn on their TV, whether they're watching RT or CNN or Fox, they're going to see that we, the United States of America, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. The United States of America now is funding this war. We may, you know, the Ukrainians obviously don't have any money. Now, what they did with all the money that got laundered through there by the Biden crime family, we don't know. See, that's the problem. We have such a, a, this is a very bad relationship. Everybody, oh, I feel for the Ukrainians. I do too. The Ukrainian people who are caught in the middle of a proxy war between the United States and Russia. That simply means we are funding it. We've already given our intelligence asset, assenture, I guess would be a good word to use, to it by uh, helping target Russian battleships and Russian vehicles on the land uh, through our AWACS aircraft and whatnot. I'm telling you, this is not going to end well. But that's what they got you focused on. You know, we all got caught in that when they focused us on Ukraine, UK, Ukraine, Ukraine. And over here, on the other hand, they turned over our sovereignty to a to a government. Uh, I'm sorry, a global organization that will now control everything that has to do with your health. And not only that, you won't be able to speak out about it. If you said something like, you know, oh, the Wuhan virus which we said that in quotes, we don't mean it. I do mean it. Or even, you know, if you bring up COVID-19 and then say something that they consider mis or disinformation, the World Health Organization can shut you down and possibly even prosecute you for misinformation. It's not free speech anymore. It's speech that you're allowed to use. Now, they had their, we played it the other day, Uh, If you were with us, the disinformation governance board has been disbanded. But then again, they turned it over to the the WHO to deal with. But that's only been disbanded because they had a complete buffoon in charge of this Janina Jankowitz, which singing Disney tunes and, and doing all these different TikTok videos. He... People spend so much time in front of the camera of their iPhone or their iPads or whatever, making these insane and stupid videos, you know, of the, it's all about me, you know, uh, Alexandria Cortez with her, you know, uh, if you make fun of me, you just want to have sex with me. If you, and you know, these, these people are so lost in themselves. How can they govern for the people that supposedly elected them. And I say supposedly because elections are not what they used to be. We are at a very dangerous place. Now, that brings me around. I'm just going to go ahead and, and play this first uh, little bit. And it's from Laura Ingram's show yesterday. and she It's a long one. It's seven minutes long. But, you know... Sometimes it's better to let them speak. You know, some people that can, and I'll, I'll, I'll give, you know me, 
my my opinion will interject here and there uh but she has a guy on there that i really respect and like a lot that's victor davis hansen uh from um the hoover institute he's like senior fellow uh this guy is 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 really you know snap on i mean i've never heard anything from him that i that i totally disagreed with you know it's it's not like he's perfect but uh he he's very intelligent and he uses his intelligence for good uh laura's got a few things she says up front and then uh it'll lead into that and speaking of the rich and powerful from big government big tech big pharma big banks and big entertainment are descending on the picturesque mountain town of davos switzerland this weekend for the world economic forum you weren't invited their motto there by the way is always committed to improving the state of the world Arriving on private jets with bogus carbon offsets, they plot and plan their big ideas for tackling big problems. We have really to continue and even amplify our measures uh, in in relation to climate change. To address the deep-rooted inequalities in the labor market. We need a new social contract and it needs to be inclusive. Re-establish trust in our ability to shape our common future in collective and constructive ways. I'm going to interject right there. That's Klaus Schwab, who, like everybody says, he looks like a Bond villain with the way he dresses. He sounds like a a Nazi doctor. But Schwab, you notice what he says? Our collective and our common interests. You know, other than our background, our genealogy, uh, I don't really believe that the United States has that much that it needs to have in common with m- what is considered mostly socialist uh, governments in Europe. But for some reason, the left love Europe so much because of its socialism, its socialized medicine, its parliamentary you know, socialist governments. Now, there's a few exceptions over there uh, that uh, are a little bit more lockish down, like Hungary, uh, Poland, who said, no, we're not taking every refugee that walks up to the gate. Uh, no, we're not. We're a Christian nation, and mostly Catholic, but a Christian nation, and we're not going to just let anybody in. But uh, Schwab who supposedly is Swiss, but I think he's more of an Austrian, sounds like. But anyway, he uh, he wants us to have all things in common. Now, that, like the Bible, you know, in, in Acts chapter 2, I believe, it says they had, all things in, they had all things common. That just meant that they believed in the Messiah. They believed in Jesus, and they also gathered all their possessions. They did kind of do a little communist thing, a communist, no, not communist, but a communal thing where they knew that they were the outcasts and they bound together, they sold their properties, they they gave their money to, to the apostles and they lived that way because many of them died that way too. But it wasn't like it is today. Let's have all things in common and, you know, but it, not really. It's just you're going to have it in common and we're going to keep flying around and, we're going to be rich and you're going to be poor and we're going to take a lot of stuff and 
you know, you're not going to get much and you're going to eat bugs and we're going to have steaks or you'll get to eat plant food. I want you to think about that. Uh, I'm going to go on here and we're going to come back to that idea about vegetation and vegetarianism. That last man was Klaus Schwab. You know, he is the man in charge uh, at Davos, and he's famous for pushing the global reset of capitalism, which the Biden folks are fully on board with. But they, of course, call it something different. Plus, you're going to be living in a new normal, whether that means wearing a mask, working in shifts. What we have to do is to design a new normal. I hope the new normal also includes a real strong corporate memory of what pandemics can do. So we don't just go on when we get this under control. That was Fauci at Davos earlier this year, by the way. Now, this year's Davos theme is history at a turning point, with the goal of rebuilding societal trust through multilateral agreements supposedly crucial to a global recovery. Globalization is showing its true outcomes, isn't it? China's getting richer, we're getting poorer. And meanwhile, the supply chain, that's broken. The expert class is failing, speaking of Fauci, from lockdowns to vaccine mandates. The people who are responsible for all of that, they should have frankly put in jail at this point. We now know there were people that we were supposed to trust, but now we see they were just political hacks all along. Joining me now is Victor Davis Hansen, Hoover Institution Senior Fellow. Uh, Victor, a global reset, history at a turning point, a new normal, all code for creating one global society. What happens to nationhood then? Well, global society is only strong as its uh, weakest link, and we've got some pretty weak links when we put ourselves on the par with Iran or North Korea or China or Russia. Remember Tony Blinken asked the UN to come in and adjudicate whether we were systemically racist. So it's never worked. There was a, in the ancient world, Alexander the Great had Brotherhood of Man. We had the League of Nations. The UN was supposed to be the end of all of our woes. It, it never works because there's nobody accountable. I think Henry Kissinger, when he said about the EU, who do you call? Who do you call when you have a world problem? Which country do you call? China, Russia? So it's never worked and it never will work. And, uh, you know, as far as Joe Biden, uh, Laura, everybody knew by August of last year that this was not working. You could argue they were incompetent on inflation, on fuel prices, the border, crime. But something happened when all of those started to pull below 50 percent. Biden went below 50 percent. At that critical juncture, they controlled the Congress. They could have got everybody together and said, let's just finish the wall. No ideology. Let's just get Keystone up and going, let's reverse on Anwar, let's get some federal prosecutors to go into these cities. All of those were solutions that would have been pretty popular and they could have arrested these self-created disasters. So they didn't want to do that. So I think you're right. They're self-induced, they're deliberate, and they feel that, you know, inflation's not all that bad. It redistributes money from those who have it to those who don't. It doesn't, but that's what they think. They feel that, as you said, Stephen Chu's prognosis was pretty good. They're going to get Fuel is such a high price that we'll have to use uh, electric cars or some other source of fuel. They feel, feel crime. Their attitude about crime, Laura, is that there's rules against shoplifting and theft because wealthy people don't do that. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any rule. 
And so it's, it's not really a crime. But, but and, Victor, uh, Victor, when you with see inflation, print more yeah. money, we get uh, more prosperity. And yeah. so it was deliberate. But, and they would rather be, as I said, ideologically uh, correct. Yeah, they don't, they don't care how low they go. And ideologically yeah. incorrect. Victor, Victor, they are fanatics. They are absolute. They are 100 percent fanatical about creating this, whatever you want to call it, the new normal, the global reset, the, you know, whatever the new branding is at the moment. They think America's days yeah. are gone and it's time to move on to this new World Economic Council approved approach to pandemics. And we're going to get to that in a moment um, uh, with Chris Smith. And, and there's no end to this until the American voters say no. And it's got to be a wipeout like 1984 in 2024. This can't be like a few seats here and there. They've got to get wiped out. No, it has to be. But when you see people like Larry Summers or Stephen Ratner or, or Elon Musk or uh, Jeff Bezos, or you see the collapse of Netflix's uh, subscribers, or you see Disney in trouble, you get these indicators that something historical is going to happen in November. I think it's going to be a wipeout. And I think it's going to do to the Democratic Party what McGovern did in 1972 or worse. And it couldn't come too soon because uh, these are not, uh, you know, volcanic eruptions or wars or plagues. This was self-created. All of these problems were self-created. And they like the chaos because they feel chaos and uh, disequilibrium give people opportunities for new directions, as all revolutionaries do. Now, Victor, this is what Eric Holder said on MSNBC tonight. Watch. Our, our democracy is under attack. Uh, our democracy is at peril. And unless we have the kind of courage that Alice Paul, Thomas Dore exhibited in, in the past, in addition to the other people we mentioned in the book, we could lose our democracy. These are the people yeah, that's who translated. are translated. They're going to lose in the midterm, so therefore democracy is <laughs> in danger. Yeah, well, and, that, and you know what? We, we're going to hear more about January 6th. We're going to hear about the Putin price hikes. We're going to hear about more racial animosity that he stirs up and gins up. Anything other than his record, which he cannot defend. And uh, he would be very much more honest if he said, I created chaos. It's good chaos. You'll love the border. You love those high prices. Inflation's good for you. We've been very successful. If he won't do that, though, but that's what he's basically doing. Right, and he won't Victor. defend the record, so it's going to be every other thing, everybody thing, but the kitchen sink's going to be thrown in there because they can't avoid it. No, or they're going to get the, wiped out, and they know yeah, it. And they're going to get a, nasty and mean in the next few months. Everybody no, should be very careful and aware. We're going to see some things where, that, that are we've never unimaginable seen. that are starting I agree to pop with you. up as they feel cornered. And to use their phrases, uh, the walls are closing in. I want to focus a lot on that last five seconds that he, he said, you know, you're going to hear a lot more about January 6th, but yet still keep people locked up for over a year, over a year, folks, 18 months, almost 17 months since they had the insurrection at the Capitol, which wasn't. They killed a young lady and got away with it. No one else died from injury that day. A few windows were broken. Some people did. Tri- now, they, yeah, they should be held accountable, taken, taken for their trespassing and whatnot. Slapped on the hand, pick up papers for a, for a couple of months out, out in, on the D.C. Beltway. 
But no, they are terrorists. If you speak against this thing that they've designed with the World Health Organization, you are a terrorist. They can deem you a domestic terrorist. If you speak against their policies governing medical and other procedures, you can be a domestic terrorist, a purveyor of disinformation. Now, they don't have their disinformation governance board to go after you, but listen, they, they, they set that one aside for 75 days. 75 days. So towards the end of the summer, they're going to bring it right back up again. Why? It's like Victor said, Dr. Hansen said, things are going to get ugly. We are going to see things we've never seen before. I believe he's right. It's not going to be... uh earthquakes and volcanoes although it could be it but it's going to be man-made you remember the riots of 2020 imagine them on steroids as they say which just means ratcheting them up to another degree now he did mention in there some things that we'll address here you know they could solve the problems they could step back and say you know what Stopping it, <clears throat> Keystone Exxon pipeline was a bad idea. Let's just go ahead and reinstitute, let it go, let it get going. We should go ahead and, and start drilling in Anwar. We should go ahead and start in, uh, looking for oil in other places around here. Not going to Venezuela, which doesn't have any food on the shelves, but we want to buy oil from them to fill up the fat cat dictators pockets in these countries that have nothing in common with us you know we wanted to shut putin out but we're willing to go ahead and fund other dictatorships that are a lot closer to home we have the worst administration ever but yet, it's like they say, you know, it's not incompetence. You you can make an you can make an argument to say that these people are incompetent, but they're not incompetent. What they're doing is what they want done. You know, just look at their record since September alone. I mean, you go beyond that where we already discussed taking out the the pipeline, shutting down the oil. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> the oil uh, searching for oil uh, you know the Afghanistan debacle that sent a message to everyone on the planet you get in a war with America as an ally you might as well start shooting them in the back because they won't be there when you really need them. And they will fund and fit your enemies with weapons when they leave. 85 
billion dollars worth of our taxpayer funded weaponry left on the ground for the Taliban to take and sell at the World Bazaar, at the world's flea market of of uh, of weaponry, helicopters, aircraft, night vision goggles. We owned the night. Uh, the old song by Billy Joel comes to mind. Uh, Goodbye, Saigon. Was it Goodbye, Saigon? Uh, something like that. Still, I forget the name of it. I think it was Goodbye, Saigon. And he, he said, we owned the night. They owned the day. Or was it we owned, they owned the day and we owned the night? Oh, anyway, we did. We owned the night because we had night vision goggles. We had night vision capabilities. We had pilots in those helicopters and those aircraft who were capable of taking out targets at night. They they didn't and don't, but now they do because we left that stuff behind just for them. Hey, you guys need this too. We need to be more on an equal footing when we fight you the next time. No. You want to win a war, you stay one step ahead of your enemy. These things were done, and it's like Laura Logan. Uh, we've played clips of her in the past. And I, I really I, I respect her a lot, too, as a reporter, a journalist. As she said over and over again, this is the outcome that they desire. Victor Davis Hanson basically said the same thing right there. This is the outcome. You, you can make an argument that they're incompetent, but they're very competent in my in my opinion they're very competent they're getting what they want a takedown from the inside of the united states of america trashed thrown into the recycle bin and forgot about just make it one big more global lump these guys that are meeting over in davos switzerland now they met earlier uh, this year as well, because you know the the esteemed Dr. Fauci had his two cents to throw in there for some reason, and I didn't let that go because nobody cares what he has to say. These people, the World Health Organization, has a terrible track record. They lie. They lied about COVID. They said it wasn't transmissible, human to human. They lied about where it came from. Oh, bats. Had to be bats. Uh, had to be the wet market. But now if you tell the truth and you say, no, it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, you are spreading disinformation and could be jailed for it. You're not allowed to go out and yell fire in a theater. Although, hey, if you want to, you can do it. You have to pay the consequence. Now, if you tell the truth, you're going to have to pay the consequence because the truth is not something that they're interested in. They only want their truth, not that truth that you want to spread, spread around. And the narrative will be governed by them and these are the kind of people 
that are governing you. Let's listen to our Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, as she gives us yet another of her, she's, she's like a buffet of salads, word salads. Uh, every time she gets in front of a microphone, she has some wonderful and really deep thing to say. It is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. Do you think they're going to work on it together? What is she, why is she even speaking? I've told my wife and other people I've talked to, if you really sit there like I've forced myself to do several times now, just for the benefit of those who listen to this podcast, sometimes I have to suffer through things like that right there. We'll work together, but that's all right. We're, we're working and we'll continue to work as we work together. What? Can't you? They are the worst public speakers ever. The worst. And they continue to pick people to speak for them. Nina Jankowitz. I mean, she didn't even get to take her job. They got rid of her. They got rid of her assignment before it got going. But like I say, 75 days from now, the inf- the disinformation board may rear its ugly head again. If the, if the who doesn't take over and, uh, do a better job from outside the United States. But anyway, Cammy, she can't help it. Every time she speaks, it's embarrassing. It's like, uh, I love, I never heard people say these things before word salad. I like salad, but I'd like to be able to listen to somebody and understand what, what are the, what are you trying to say? You're just talking in circles. Uh, it reminds you of Jen Psaki, the now gone uh, press secretary, United States presidential press secretary, who had that term. She got into a tick term where she kept saying, uh, oh, we'll circle back to that. I don't have the information just now, but we'll circle back to that. And she said it so many times that, uh, you know, it just became humorous. And, uh, of course, you know, those of us who are sarcastic pick up on these things and just run them, run with them. I remember um, every every good news agency was was just hammering on her uh, for the whole. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back. I, I, no, I'll, I'll circle back on that one. <laughs> what, are you t- what are you talking about? But anyway. Um, with that in mind, you know, we should not forget that we have a new press secretary and, and she has all the qualifications to be secretary. Of course, um, she's a, an African-American female of, uh, who's an immigrant, uh, and she's gay. 
She's a lesbian. So, you know, she got her job pretty much with the way almost any, everybody does. So, you know, Peter Ducey, who works for Fox News, uh, and I remember watching this kid when he was an intern, you know, young, fresh-faced, but he is a, he's a good journalist. I don't have a timeline. A decision hasn't been made. Here she is. Yeah. Thank you, Crane. A follow-up to the disinformation board. Last week, you guys said that you needed this disinformation governance board at DHS to make sure that freedom of speech is protected across the country and that these platforms are not used for forms of disinformation. So what changed? Look, the Department of, of Homeland Security, they began their statement report, re, repeating re, repeating that the board had been intentionally mischaracterized, which is a little bit of what you were asking me, and they were explicit about what it does and doesn't it does not do. Uh, it was never about censorship, pol policing speech, or removing content from anywhere. As Secretary Marcos said, he has asked uh, former DHS Secretary Michael Chernoff and former DAG uh, Jamie Gorlick to lead a thorough review, this is the pause that I was talking about, an assessment as members of the Bipartisan Homeland Security Council Advisory Council. The board will not convene during that period, but the departments work across several administrations uh, to address disinformation that threatens uh, the security for our, our country is critical and will continue. So that work is going to continue. So, so if it's pausing because you think the board was mischaracterized, then the disinformation board is being shut down because of disinformation? What's happening here? Look, I mean, the, the board was put forth for a purpose, right? To make sure that we really did a, 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 a really did address what was happening across the country when it came to disinformation. And it's okay it's all, to wait now, but no, it's, it's just going it's it's going to pause. There's been a mischaracterizations from outside uh, outside forces, and so now what we're going to do is going to we're going to pause it oh and no. we're going to do an assessment. But the work does the work doesn't stop. We're still going to continue the work. The DHS is still going to continue the work. Okay. Americans are now spending five thousand dollars a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash? To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower cost. Uh, you know, it is important. We see it. The president understands Not what the American well people is, are, is going through. Uh, and that's why uh, we're doing everything that we can. We've made uh, multiple announcements in the past uh, several several months of what we're doing, whether it's the Strategic uh, Petroleum Reserve, whether it's the Ethanol 15, to make sure that uh, that uh, that the American people are not feeling Putin's uh, price hike. This is where this is coming from, 60 to 70 percent of the current price hike that we have seen has come from Putin's aggression against Ukraine. So, so the president announces on March 31st that he's got all these steps to lower gas prices, and it's still Putin's fault seven weeks later. That, I, I got that from a, you heard some different noises in there. It's because the guy who made it showed nuclear explosions around her head as he asked these questions. Ah. Uh, I really don't get it. Own up to what you did wrong. Own up that you are the ones that have completely bollocked this thing up. But no, we, we always have to circle back to Putin's price hikes. I didn't know that Vladimir Putin sat on our financial services boards over here in the United States. I didn't know. 
I don't even think he's allowed to go to the World Economic Forum because he's been ostracized from the globalist community because of his attack on Ukraine. But they are going to use that for the, that's their example and their excuse for everything. Um, oh, uh, you got a hangnail. It's Putin's price tag, you know, price hike. It's a, uh, $10 a gallon gasoline is on its way. Um, if I didn't mention already, I'm going to say it again, I guess, because, you know, maybe I have something going on in my head. Washington State is changing and recalculating or whatever you do, reiterating re, uh, their gas pumps so that they can accept a $10 at least price tag at at the pump you know like right now the price the the pump only goes up to 9.99 it only has room for those three digits so you know these computerized machines i mean you can tweak them a little bit and add another number can you imagine ten dollar a gallon gasoline i mean right now the average across the united states is well over four dollars around 450 i would imagine here where we are at it usually settles in right in the median range and we're hitting 450 so when you go out you want to make sure you go out and do what you have to do and get what you have to get because you don't want to have to go back and do it all over again this this is why you go to the restaurant, you get less salad, you get a smaller cut of beef, and you pay more for it. It costs a lot to get things to where they're going. Truckers are saying, we're just going to park our trucks. Here's the deal with that. You know, People say, well, well that's the truckers. Well, they, they're going to kill us. You know, they're killing them. The price of diesel is over $5 a gallon. These guys that can, you know, uh, at, when when the price is lower, even they're you know can take a thousand dollars to fill up a gap, the you know the double tanks on a on an over the road truck, and they might get a thousand mile out of it. The problem being is you have to pay more on the maintenance and the gasoline for, or I'm sorry, the diesel for your for your vehicle. Your, your big truck, but yet the guy who's given you the loads doesn't want to pay you more. So if you just say, Hey, look, you know, uh, I have to, I have to, you know, bump up my, my price 25% just to cover the gas the the diesel. And they say, Oh no, we can't do that. Well, I'm just going to park my truck and forget about it. We, uh, part of what D- Victor Davis Hanson said as we go back and say, we are going to see things we've never seen before. We have been the land of plenty where we could go to the store, find our bread, find our meat, find our veggies. You better be growing your own. I've been saying this for a long time. You had better have, you know, Steve Quayle says. This isn't the time to stock up. That was five years, ten years ago. 
if you weren't stocking up then, if you weren't accumulating food and your necessities, it's too late. I've had people say about certain things, you know, you, you say, well, I went to the store, we tried to buy some beans or whatever. And, and, uh, I, I had a person I know very, very well. And she said, well, that's because people are hoarding. I said, I, I don't call it hoarding. I call it preparing. Better learn how to be a prepper. You know, uh, even the, the, uh, Church of Latter-day Saints has websites because they actually f- require you to keep a two-year supply on hand of everything, flour and wheat and whatever. I don't believe in forcing people to do things, so I don't go along with that, but it's also a good idea. They have websites to tell you how to do it. But if you haven't done it already, if you haven't invested in that extra can of beans over the last many years to keep a stockpile to get ahead. You're not going to be able to do it now. If you live a significant ways away from your grocery store, your market, you can't afford the gas to get there and back home. And once you get there, you'll be lucky to find anything. And as this grows and grows in in its scope, things are going to get worse and worse. And up there at the higher levels of the intelligentsia, the people who think they're smarter than we are, the uh, uh, Al Gore and John Kerry and Fauci and all these other ones who want to go to Davos and sit there and, and talk with Klaus Schwab and and opine over how we are the we are the problem driving our pickup trucks and SUVs. We should be driving. You people need to get electric cars. They fly there on their own private jets with you know a handful of people with them, and then they'll fly somewhere else and fly somewhere else. You know John Kerry, uh, who's the the czar of the climate for the United States owns like six houses, several yachts, his own private jet, half a dozen or so cars or more. None of them electric that I know of. Joe Biden likes to preach to you about electric cars and has a Corvette. He likes to show off. There's video out there. You can find it. These people it, they're 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 going to literally kill us in the end. That's what they're trying to do with the shots, with all the other junk. I'm going to play another clip, and then we're going to call it a day. I think um, this guy is one of those that you better keep your ears and eyes on. He is a very dangerous individual he may be hard to understand his name's i can't remember his full name and his last name's hariri and he's from israel he's a fag uh gay uh, he's homosexual um and he's you know he he popped up during this covid thing and then the uh the messenger rna vaccination deals and pushed all that stuff I think it's Halil Hariri. 
but makes no difference. Just give him a gander. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We're now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet, above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. I know that in recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite disconnected from the real people. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. I hadn't listened to that for a while. It's been sitting there on my uh, technical piece of equipment that I have here and I actually forgot some of the horrendous things that that individual said I am going to not go too deep on this because I think we need to really look at that again maybe the next time I come around but I want you to know this man is demon-possessed. He is an antichrist. He is not the antichrist, but he is an antichrist. And as you read the Bible and you look at those three or four segments where it speaks of antichrist, you'll find that John said, there, you know, it's the spirit of antichrist is already here. That was in his day, around 90 A.D., and many antichrists have gone out. Now, that's, there's a reason for that. The devil is going to use as much deception as he can. And as we go into these last days that we, I believe, very strongly, we are in the last days and we are very near the time that people have forever called the Great Tribulation. But I just believe tribulation is knocking at the door and it's going to grow worse and worse as we go along. 
this guy is going to be right there. He's not, again, he's not the Antichrist with a capital A. He's just another one. He denies Christ. He said Christ rising from the grave. That's a myth. It's fake news. And this, this, uh, humans are hackable animals. We'll go into that deeper later. We really will. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of incensed at myself for even playing that puke. But it, it's, it's necessary for us to know, what are these people thinking? Now, we've covered a lot of things today. Um, things kind of mellowed out about the uh, Supreme Court leaked opinion, draft opinion, really. Uh, they're still they're still hammering though the abortion rights people they want to kill as many babies as they can because they're they need that blood they need those sacrifices they need to take the innocent out and if they can't have the babies they're going to go after your kids in another way mutilating them turning them from boys to girls or supposedly at least cosmetically they're going to uh, warp their young minds as they go to these institutions of learning we call the public school system which should be disbanded as it is all they want it seems like they're really focused on sex and sexual acts and it's disturbing that young children are being hit with this daily and I, i really i don't even want to go into that you know it's there. Anyway, folks, let's let's call it a day. I'm 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 stirred a little bit. <laughs> Please don't forget my sponsor uh, for removing confusion. Step on socks. They have some great stuff over there. They've got they've got uh, pure silver you can buy from them as well as these awesome socks. So go check them out. Steponsocks.com slash removing confusion. Hey, they'll probably give you 10% off or something. Good people with a good product. Something that you can show your friends and be happy. Till next time, Tom Ritz from Removing Confusion. See you later.